0: Hey everyone, it's Leah, and welcome to the second part of our Dragon Hearts playthrough. The content warnings for this episode are some violence, uh, some mentions of drugs, and some sexual language. Uh, Also, on the week we're releasing this, people from all over the country are rallying to defend the right to abortion. Uh, There are going to be nationwide protests across the U.S. on May 14th. Uh, We at GTRTP believe abortion is a human right and encourage you, if it's safe for you to do so, to go to your local protest Uh, and to donate to local abortion funds if you're able. That's all for now. Stay safe, and here's the episode. Welcome back to episode 2b, where we will continue to play Dragon Hearts. Uh, My name is Leah, and my pronouns are they, them. I will be playing the Moon Dragon, she who reblogged the Deep Lore, or Lore for short.
1: And I am John, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing Felizio Felicio de Barbecue, the Sun Dragon.
2: And hello, my name is Dante, pronouns any. And I will be playing Miracle of Celebration, a.k.a. Mira.
3: And I am Moss, pronouns they, them. I will be playing the sun dragon, Sylvan de Soleil, the Mountain's West Face, also known as West.
0: All right. Uh, And for a quick recap of what we did last time, uh, Moss.
3: Yes, we are playing the game Dragon Hearts, which is based on the Firebrand system, which means that it's great for intri- intrigue. Well, uh, I couldn't say intrigue for some reason. <laughs> intrigue, romance, drama, uh, interesting political machinations. In this case, the political machinations are between different conclaves of dragons that meet up every thousand years to figure out what the next millennium is going to look like. We opened with some strange and dramatic dreams. Uh, then there was a dance where Felicio played host but was very insecure um and Excuse liable to read you. insult into almost anything um and uh mira attempted to arrive late and be unobtrusive but instead lore fell off the balcony and was sorry dramatically did i say recap caught.
0: i mean moss is gonna roast us for.
3: i a- was about to say a- <laughs> i didn't i, I didn't realize
1: is, didn't realize west's breath was shade now i'm no. loving this continue <laughs>
3: uh, well, if you, I can roast myself too West did fall asleep in the middle of the party You did uh, And then woke up and uh, fucked up one of Felicio's courtyards By growing a bunch of fruit trees through it To try to make everyone <laughs> apology breakfast And then um, it became a demonstration of skill and generosity I.e. a bunch of passive-aggressive gift-giving To all of the <laughs> guests uh, In order to try to one-up other people um, Best kind and of
0: gift-giving yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Felicio was giving out Alka-Seltzer and aspirin <laughs> and tiny water bottles. Wes was that. distributing <laughs> rare seeds. Um, Mira uh, breathed nostalgia onto a gift bag and returned it to Felicio as a bag of slightly worse quality materials that somehow felt cozier and more worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. Laura was starting to feel awkward about uh, all the vegetable and fruit experiments uh, in comparison to West's weird seed catalog, and so. Uh, pocketed a bunch of West Seeds, and then we had that great uh, conversation over food, dinner overlooking the lagoon at the Moondragon Embassy, which was a tall, gorgeous obsidian building with a huge moon rock table to eat at, and Lore was dangling a tail down over the cliffside to the lagoon, which uh, turned into realizing that something was pulling on that tail, Mm -hmm. uh, concerningly. And everyone just sort of vibed and chatted about what we thought the dream structure of the world was going to be, and what would it be like if the world itself was able to begin noticeably dreaming again. Um, and then Lore got worried about all that tugging, so uh, we all got hustled inside the embassy, and by morning seaweed had overtaken the embassy and threatened to drag it towards the water. Um, yes. And would folks like to give a little summary of the dreams they've been having?
0: Uh, yeah, I can go. So in Luna's dreams, uh, she dreams of nature overtaking the the built world um in sort of a return to entropy kind of thing um yeah hence Mm -hmm. the the lunar castle being destroyed by seaweed
3: yep
1: uh yeah so Felicio's dreams begin to take on more detail as party guests who had spurned him earlier begin taking, uh, taking on the forms of his competition um, they receiving adoration while he continues to be pushed onto the outside and after running through many rooms representative of the trials that he's been through he finally is released out, out into kind of like the void of space looking upon the eclipsed sun and a flood of light washing around the planet um, yeah
2: uh, Mira's dream, uh, when they first had it, started out as just like, oh, it's a excavation of a ruin in the middle of a large city. And then they climbed on top of the building and looked down and oh, it was a giant spine. But then the dream changed when they had it again. And now the giant spine like bent and twisted and started like an earthquake, basically.
3: Yeah. And West has been dreaming about walking across their own sleeping body that is itself a giant Mm. mountainside in their smaller humanoid form, and then watching the stars fall, but the stars are actually uh, the void dragons falling out of space as they return for the meeting. But then in the most recent iteration of their dream, when they walk up to the closest most nearby crater of a fallen dragon in their own mountainside the dragon is not one of the void dragons uh the dragon is lore holding a bag of
0: seeds So
3: that's where we, that's where we left our party yeah yeah
0: <clears throat> with things looking great
3: mm-hmm. things everything's everything's so good
0: <laughs> everything's
3: so chill what a beautiful diplomatic uh alliance is forming warmly and easily between these four.
0: we're all getting along mm-hmm.
3: no paranoia no one-upmanship no mm-hmm. sleepy confusion <laughs> from <laughs> the emissary who has been napping for a thousand years
1: okay uh so yeah. does someone have a game that they want to play first uh i have an idea but uh, i want to open it to the table
3: um, I can't think of anything really. Grab it, take your idea, and we'll roll yeah. it with you. Hell yeah!
1: Okay, <clears throat> then I think it is time for a demonstration of skill. Um, I think that this is something that uh, Felicio has been looking forward to, uh, and now this is like a, going to be a time when the representatives from the Dragon Conclave's are coming together, and we are going to demonstrate our aptitude with magic. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, as, as as magic is a very integral part of this world, we as the repre- uh, i think it was put forward that we as the representatives need to demonstrate our uh, like our capability um, with this powerful force. Um, I like that.
3: So more formal than the last time we had a demonstration of skill yeah. and generosity. Where it was more of like everyone was hungover and passive-aggressively gifting.
1: Yes. Um, this is going to be a a very for- this is going to be a, definitely a formal event. I am imagining nice. an arena, even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with the chosen players, who you came to be uh, into this in this uh, nominally friendly competition, vying to show <laughs> you, vying to show your superiority before your assembled brethren. So, I think that this is, I mean, like Sunday night football, like mm-hmm. huge, like a coliseum um, prepared where. Um, each of us will take our turn demonstrating to the crowd. So this is going to be equal parts like performance, like one-upmanship. Uh, yeah. Um, nice. And uh, okay, so uh, is everybody going to be here? Felicio's here. Uh, Felicio going first.
0: More, <laughs> more will be performing or okay. demonstrating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, Mira is definitely there too.
1: same for west yeah i imagine people are like in the audience um it like in um so how do you look right now how dragonish are you um and i think that um felicio is going to show up um human uh, is going to show up uh like human style and transform into dragon um nice his like uh he's going to uh he's uh, his mood is like radiant and his rg and his rgb is in full glow right now <laughs> um, i he mm-hmm. he is wear uh he is wearing pretty much like European silk Speedo, and then a whole bunch of like j- brass jewelry, like
3: nice. bangles <laughs>
1: and a circlet, and all of it uh, continues and like it fits and grows with him as he becomes a dragon. Nice. Um,
3: okay. Uh,
0: latex brass. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a magic demonstration. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to wear all your shape shifting friendly jewelry for. Maximum drama.
1: Yes. Okay. So conducting the demonstration, the person most eager takes their first turn. Um, if it isn't clear, have another player choose to go. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm doing it. Um,
3: yeah, I think it's clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Pretty clear. On your turn, choose how you'll satisfy the audience, and then choose a demonstrator prompt. Um, okay. So the first, so Felicio is going to step up. Is going to step up and. Like a conductor in front of an orchestra, he begins moving his hands and, like, and uh, like pantomiming, lifting a great weight. Um, <clears throat> and the earth around him begins to shake. Um, so, Demonstrator, uh, how will you try and satisfy the desires of your audience? I'm going to satisfy them with spectacle and largesse. <laughs> um, and I am going to, um, and I'm going to, let's see, impress with the power of my blood, breath, and body. Um, so I, so I raise my hands up and from the earth below me erupts, um, erupts rivers of lava, geysers of molten earth, um, flowing, uh, flowing out from... From these are metallic life or metallic life forms. These long eels of metal that swim in, through rivers of lava and lakes as they converge onto me. They wrap around me and braid together rivers of magma pour out of the earth and metallic eels swim through them over to me, braiding together to create a larger structure. Uh, an even greater, grander dragon head um, that roars into the that roars into the sky and then out from that, and then out from its mouth pops me in my humanoid form. Um, from my hand final, from my hand finally a gem. Um. Nice. And, uh, and I, and uh, I guess at this last, at, I guess at this last demonstration, uh, light glimmering off of the jewel uh, disco ball style onto everybody around, or onto everybody around me, um, like these are the treasures that we le- that we are leaving at. These are the treasures that we are leaving in the planet. This is what. I, uh, these are the, ki- the kinds of jewels. And the kinds of fo- and the kind of fortune I will be able to bring to all of us. This this magic is merely a taste of what awaits us if I as I will be uh, if I will be chosen by the eclipse. And then I crush the diamond in my hand and I scatter it into the into the uh, crowd.
3: Nice. Yeah, lots of variously shaped like. Five-fingered or clawed hands, I think, like mm-hmm. grasping up at the dust. Yeah. I'm picturing too, since like the, the Saturday Night Football vibe was mentioned, yeah. <laughs> the crowd here is massive, and I'm picturing like you know, there's like people with their, people of their kids. I'm pretty sure there's few people here. They're just like carrying eggs, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like so they can say their kid was here. Um, you know, like didn't couldn't get a couldn't get a babysitter for the eggs, so you've just like <laughs> mm-hmm. got them with you.
0: I love the image of of Felizio just whipping shards of diamond. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: It's the world's most expensive glitter (laughs) going everywhere. And the eels uh, fall apart
1: and swim back down into the earth. And I'm lowered back down. uh, And uh, who's next?
3: Yeah, who wants to follow that? Mm-hmm. I can. It can be the Sun Dragon Zone. I can go, or we can
0: split it up. Uh, I think um, it sh- I'm fine with going next. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: because um, I have something in mind for Mira, but I, I, like on a meta level, I don't want mm-hmm. to like show up Felicio again in a <laughs> row.
3: <round>, like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, on a diplomatic level, Mira yeah. might not want to either. Depending, yeah, no, I think
2: me, um, I think even Mira was like, right, okay, maybe. That was a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna <clears throat> stain for a little longer.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, what's Lore got to show yeah.
1: us? I, I pass you going up into the audience stands. Top that, nerd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so, it. so far, we've, mm-hmm. we've seen Lore in her role as kind of a scientist. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be more of Lore's role as like a... Um, like a poet and a writer, um, because if you remember, uh, her breath is ink, her blood is poet tears, and her qual- like her hoard is unpublished manuscripts, mm-hmm. um, which so I she love is so all much. about, like <laughs> communicating. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So for this, I think it starts with her just breathing these large, like, um, just this sphere of whirling ink. Kind of like like how Jupiter looks, but instead of like storms and gases, it's like just veils of ink mm-hmm. that are like spinning around. Uh, y'all remember in in the best Star Wars movie, Episode Three, uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. I think that's, that's that one. Anyway, uh, we're like Anakin <laughs> and Palpatine were at that weird ass light show where it's just a bunch of like weird yeah like, uh, lights interacting with each other, things like that. I can see that maybe two of you don't. <laughs> nope, That's but I, I'm, I'm rolling forget with the it.
2: Scene. I know I've seen this movie so many times. Uh, well, uh,
1: at, <laughs> well, well, Leah, you're referring to the scene where Dark Palpatine uh, recites the tale of Dark Plagueis the Wise.
0: Darth Plagueis the Wise, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I'm there. So, so there's a big ball of ink encircling uh, lore, and lore has their wings out, but otherwise mostly human. Uh, in the center of it, sort of conducting this ink to make different forms. Um, and some of it is, like, draconic symbols, and some of it is just, like, less abstract pictures of things. Um, but the story starts with, like, a very innocent pursuit of information and and lore, um, and then proceeds into more of a Hardship as these hurdles are being overcome. Um, and, and the general vibe is that Laura's telling the stories of her own scientific pursuits on the moon. Um, and so there's a lot of like tragedy and hard work and like blood, sweat, and tears kind of in beating these obstacles as they come up one by one until finally there's this like scientific triumph at the end Mm -hmm. uh, which again is walking vegetables (laughs) Mm -hmm. for the listener let's forget (laughs) Um, and after all of that uh, effort and all of those small battles that have been won um, the victory is undercut by the realization that the actual end goal doesn't really matter at all Um, and it's not as worthwhile um and the final image is this large ink dragon like plummeting uh out of the sky um, because i guess that's the image i've settled on for lore <laughs> uh and sort of becoming this like inky pool on the ground beneath real lore not ink lore as uh, feet um and then sort of like shimmering away so that, that's that's very abstract, but it's a big ink show about you tried so hard and got so far, but at the end it didn't even matter.
3: <laughs> oh. Which I was I didn't
0: think of before, but <laughs> nice.
3: I'm picturing in like audience response, like uh, that you're that you're certainly not the only dragon out there in the audience who has like a storytelling flair. So I think there's a lot of like. Various levels of excited and critical ripples of conversation, like, the folks who are appreciating the narrative structure, the folks who are critiquing the narrative structure, mm-hmm. the folks that are trying to, like, mutter editing notes to each other, um, and things, Overall, and,
0: yeah. I'm, you know, I'm invoking my factions' feats yeah. and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of adding my own critique of those things. Yeah. Uh, in that, yes, we can do all of this, but how, how much does it actually matter,
1: and I'm going to take the spectator move. I exchange gossip. Um, <laughs> and I look up, and, uh, I look over at Mira. It's like, I thought that depressing was your thing. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> um, how would Mira react? I know how what? I would react to this. <laughs> 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 but uh, let's see. Um Yeah, no. I think Mira would just uh, turn to you and say, uh, "Have I ever done anything that would make you feel depressed?" It's like it's she, you, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's just like she honestly is just concerned. <laughs>
1: you're a walking, <laughs> you're a walking funeral, dear. Surely you know this.
2: I am just swearing what most Voyage Dragons would have worn to these occasions.
3: Sad. Culturally goth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think after you say that uh, Mira just like kind of like turns away and like uh, pun intended stares kind of into the void. Nice for a little bit and like, is like thinking about like, Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not as acclimated as I thought I was like, Oh, you know, you have, uh, unbeknownst to you made them make their decision. Mm
3: -hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I also I, just I, love that the sun dragon representatives are a party boy and someone who has been asleep for the last millennia. <laughs> I don't, don't know why we were chosen why the eclipse chose us, but I know that's why who the, the sun have to me. work with.
0: <laughs> We've got a coked out party boy, a stoner mountain, a uh, definitely like an al- alcoholic writer, and then just. I don't know how to describe what a it. A haunted doll. Haunted doll. Yes! Haunted doll, haunted doll. Haunted.
3: thank you. <laughs> That's like, based. like, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a drug, but haunted doll. We don't all uh, have to
3: have a drug. Haunted, haunted works. Haunted, <laughs> haunted good enough. Ghosts, ghosts are your drug. Yes, ghosts
2: are my drug. Wait, that meme, um, ghost in your blood, better do
3: cocaine about it.
2: <laughs> From, like, Victorian oh, yeah. day,
3: like, era. I don't know that meme, but you Me- voiced it so well that I feel like I do now.
1: Medicine yeah, doctors the back in the Victorian.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Being yeah, like oh, that, mm. that tracks.
1: Better ghost in your blood. Better do cocaine. better. Do
3: cocaine about it.
1: <laughs> um. Okay.
3: So, yeah. So, who who goes next? Is that uh? Do you want Do you want to respond to the snipe by performing Mira, or do you want to be? Uh... Uh, finale performance. I,
2: I, I think, I think Mira will respond to that. I think, all right. Uh, Mira would then, uh, descend to, uh, the arena and, uh, would go, uh, in the center and hold, uh, their hands to the sky. And then a, gigantic black silk bag would appear in the sky and uh would gracefully descend until it was in front mirror this this bag is like huge like probably like um probably at least, like i don't know what the arena size is but like probably takes up a good portion of it mm-hmm. Nice. And um it would uh it as soon as it hits the uh ground, it begins to it was tied up on at the top and begins to like unravel at the top and then the bag um splits down the side and uh it splits in a way that's like um like multiple splits on the side, so that, like as it falls away, it just looks like tentacles. Like, come on. <laughs> nice. And it reveals um, inside of it a pile, or you could say, horde, hoard of broken hey. toys.
1: Ah. <laughs> Someone's sharing um, the bounty of their hoard.
2: Mm hmm. And, uh,. Mira turns to the audience and says, um, I know no greater gift than sharing the gift of my hoard. Though I do realize that this, the, uh, the, the importance of this is exclusive only to myself. I think I can make it much more appealing and then uh mira's porcelain skin begins to uh like all over their body begins to like crack and splinter and jet out uh so that it is making scales Mm. and uh mira slowly uh begins as as it uh as it begins to crack mira then elongates and begins to turn into their dragon form and of course their rotted wood wings with like cobwebs like jut out as well and uh uh this results in the huge splintered porcelain dragon but which by the way uh eyes are complete crevices like just mm-hmm. completely black you know and, of course,
0: like a doll's eyes <laughs> <laughs>
2: like just completely gone you know and... what i'm
0: envisioning
1: i'm envisioning mm-hmm. long like uh chinese dragon like haku or uh, from spirited away um but with um... but uh, with, with, of course broken porcelain scales and a huge like Human porcelain mask face.
2: Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, probably like that. Yeah, I would. I kind of wanted to keep like, um, like mirror's flat face features, but I guess I could work with that then. Mm-hmm. Like being like, like just there's the there's the beginning of the snout, but then it just stops abruptly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just replaced with like that, mm-hmm. like mask, still empty eyes want that. Um yes. the legs Gotta the mirror's uh like I guess dragon leg slash talons are um uh again elongated and uh uh like uh, like section I'm sectioned off uh what am I thinking of are jointed and yeah, segmented uh, segmented, thank you. And uh finish at a point, a la spider. Ah. Nice. Still, so it is only, you know, four standard dragon legs. But <laughs> definitely that. Basically, Mira just looks like a god like ungodly nightmare. And uh Mira having finishing transformed uh turns to uh the horde and Uh, breathes on it and uh, afterwards uh, the uh, bag wraps up again and uh, Mira says now just fully in the uh, like creepy calliope voice Mm -hmm. of like something like uh Something. Like... I think it'd be just really funny if it was like just tonal whiplash of like, uh, please step forth and every member of the audience to come receive your gift.
3: I mean, I love yeah, that, that's uh, great. I'm sure the audience would love that. That's yeah,
2: great. just like complete like, Mira's just Santa right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> porcelain yeah, come...
1: dragon centipede
2: Santa. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And,
3: uh, I think there's yeah. yeah, I think there's a sudden ripple of like, because sun dragons have been like the main power on Earth for the last millennia. I'm assuming I'm thinking of like, st- uh, stadium like security and logistics as being run by sun dragons, and so I think there's now like a sudden like ripple of like communicative panic the way that like everyone's on their on their (laughs) headphones like like oh god like we gotta funnel the crowd we gotta funnel the crowd like (laughs) (laughs) like send them through these four gates um, as everyone as everyone tries to suddenly suddenly like make this not the world's worst bottleneck um, (laughs) as people move through the stadium
2: oh I think also for the just ending the showmanship of it
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, mira like uh tenses their whole body and then like uh releases it and then like the uh splinters some splinters of porcelain pop off but um as they do confetti pops out
3: hey. <laughs> because that's mira's <laughs>
2: blood oh. by the way
3: is what oh, <laughs>
2: Having said that, I'm y'all are free like, to like now.
1: Zoo noise happens, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I having said that, I like y'all free to use the um. The dream, uh, recurs move on me where like, if you're badly injured or overtaxed. hmm Thing and now I don't have a horde.
1: Oh. So like that too. Ooh, I didn't catch... Thanks for planting that seed. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch on to that. Yeah, you don't have a
0: horde anymore. Yeah. Oh. We have your horde. I got a Charlie in the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah, uh, Felizio steps up and parts the crowd uh, to go take his gift. Uh, what, is, what does Felizio get?
2: Um. Because...
1: So, uh, rather, what did your breath do to the Horde? Um, It
3: infused with nostalgia, right? Yeah. Yes.
2: So, it turned, um, I'd say, like, all the toys into... I don't think it works quite as... I think it's partial reality bending nonsense, but also, like, partial illusion. But, like, I think once it's... I think you see the toys in front of you um, but like once you decide on the one that you like the most mm-hmm. then I think it changes itself like physically like permanently to that mm. thing but like um, like I don't think a like a boat can like like a toy boat could become like I don't know uh, an action figure of a person. I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's just. Um, I think there's enough variety in the horde yeah. that like the boat just is another version of a boat. Mm-hmm. But like, I I think there's enough to go around where you'll we'll are find something. And having said that, I want like you can of course feature meets your character. But I want Lucio to find. <laughs> a uh very uh generic cowboy action figure. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, then I, I then that that absolutely is what Felicio gets. <laughs> and he picks it up and uh, Felicio picks it up uh like kind of a, a soft expression of remembrance on his face. That very quickly hardens um, mm. into, um, I think, like anger, and Felicio crushes it, like he did with the diamond. Okay, and he looks a, and he looks over at you. Like there, there's a crowd right now, so there's it's not like we can have like a conversation or anything. But I think he just looks at you and stares daggers. Um. And drops the now crushed, the now crushed and broken toy, and leaves, goes back and goes back into the stands.
3: Okay, I uh, think West picks up what's essentially a shredded baby blanket. Oh,
2: oh that's cute. <laughs> um, I think Mira did notice, but uh, the Lucio thing, but I don't think I think Mira just thinks that they uh, like they're beginning to think that it's a felicio thing but also not mm-hmm. ruling out the possibility that they broke another like social okay. taboo mm. but like you know like going there but yeah I, mm. I i think so laura what did you pick up from the pile
0: i'm sticking with charlie in the box uh, <laughs> Laura's heart amazing is full of whimsy as she cranks the charlie in the box which plays a royalty-free, copyright-free uh, jingle. Um, and then I think uh, I think Charlie is not some horrifying jester clown. I think it's like a little stuffed bear or something that pops out. Uh, and So Laura does this a couple times, and then she stares into its beady little eyes and says, Ah, so often we're falling down, but you, my friend, you are springing up. And <laughs> and, and sort of sits contentedly with this little... Black and gold box. Uh, nice. Yeah. You
3: said black and gold box, and I'm now picturing like one of the cubes from Hellraiser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the lament configuration is that yeah. what you're Yeah, yes. yeah, I think so. Dante. Yeah, it is. You opened it. I, I came.
3: came. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful.
2: That you is actually that. in the um,
3: horn. It's it's still a, it's still a toy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hellraiser shows
0: up to the Dragon Dimension just like I can't. What? (laughs) Um, uh,
3: You're really big. Uh, Yeah, no. I don't know what your pain points are.
0: Well, usually
2: he's like, um, like I have so many wonders to show you. It's like, no, we have a lot to show you. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Like, hey, buddy, you actually emerged in the middle of our diplomatic convention where we're specifically showing our wonders. So, uh, yeah. have a seat, yeah. I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's West's turn to perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I like to I like to imagine, too, like, we've got this, this massive stadium that everyone's done these dramatic displays in, mm-hmm. but then, like, the stadium somehow, like, returns to its equilibrium yeah. afterwards for the next... <laughs> Contender, And I think I'm going to say, well, maybe this is even just like classic sun dragon magic display. I think West does the same thing Felicio does in terms of appearing in very small humanoid form uh-huh. um, and then shape-shifting during the display. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what they do is they walk out to the very center of the stadium um, and they hold up a, they're wearing like a loose, uh, like yellow silk robe mm-hmm. um, and they're carrying a single acorn. And they hold it up to the crowd, and then they, um, toss it in the air, and when it hits the ground, um, they breathe down on it, and it starts to grow, uh, like, wildly and beautifully in that, like, twisty, fractal way that oak branches expand. And as it grows, as they breathe on it, it's like, with, somehow with exhalation, um, Even though they are they are breathing out, West is still growing as they breathe. And so as the acorn turns into like the most massive ancient of oak trees, uh, West becomes their most massive ancient dragon form. And they are twisted around the oak tree, uh, growing and growing into uh, a mountain. And then there's a perfect moment of stillness as they curl there, wrapped around the tree and then they stretch and their surface, which had already become mountainous, um, starts to crack and crumble and fall away. Mm -hmm. Um, And the oak tree rots and decays um, and starts to fall and crumble. And And what you're left with is West in their smaller, more humanoid form again, standing in this pile of decay. And they stand there And they don't do a big dragon breath, they don't do anything big at all, and they say, I think in a relatively quiet level voice, but because of this magic stadium, everyone can still hear them quite well, because I'm sure this thing has the best magic acoustics. Um, And they say, there's so much that we can all do with magic, but so much of what we are doing is reflecting the things that the earth is already telling us, and that the earth already wants. And the, like, the rot, the crumble of the mountains, the crumble of the tree. This time they don't obviously breathe out, they just raise their hands slightly. And because I am an environmental education nerd, <laughs> when I am not pretending to be a dragon, uh, what you're watching is the arc of um, secondary succession yeah. and regrowth in plants. There was a whole ecosystem here, it was broken down to base components, Um, But now, in a less singular drama moment of the one oak tree, you see first the tiny sprouts, the mosses, the lichens um, growing on the relatively bare rock. They crumble the rock. Um, Out of them grow the smaller plants and shrubs. Those grow up, they bloom, they flower, they create more shade. The larger trees that require shade begin begin to grow up. As they grow up, the smaller shrubs and underbrush fall away and are replaced by things that are more shade tolerant. And So now West is standing in the middle of a forest, and they grow back up to their tall dragon form again so that they can look out over these tall trees to look at the audience and say, one of the most powerful things about us as a people, one of the best things about being a dragon, is the fact that we can play the long game, that we can think over millennia. Whoever is chosen by the eclipse, remember, this is never about a single millennium. This is about the cycle. Again, and again, and again. How will we choose to grow together? Whatever choice the eclipse makes, it will not be the only choice. We should be prepared for whatever comes next. And then they curl up and appear to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) As a mountain in the middle of the forest again. And then the image gently blows away. And
1: uh, is it the image of the forest, or...? Or is that is forest. that an actual yeah. forest? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I
3: it is an I had yeah, a move that mm-hmm. I wanted to do. You, to you see. have ideas, yeah. What, yeah. What What do you want to pitch fully to? What What is it funner for it to be? Um, I was going to, mm-hmm.
1: f- I was going to, um, flick my fingers and start mm-hmm. a fire in the forest. Mm-hmm.
3: Please do, please mm-hmm. do. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I I do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it bur- yeah. it rips through the it rips through the underbrush, and because this is like uh, a forest that has like grown up to have some old growth, it rips through the underbrush and it chars up the sides of the trees, but not all of the trees fall down um, because yeah. they're well anchored for the forest for the forest fire environment. But they become these beautifully charred silhouettes, mm-hmm. um, and the whole back of West becomes like charred. And ashen as they sit there curled on the mountaintop
1: this is what the long game gets you
0: mm-hmm.
1: one yeah. quick moment a fire can burn it all down we need to seize the opportunities that are at hand immediately I'm sick of these displays disgusted we have prophets sick we, yeah. of
0: displays he is <laughs> I' so sick of displays mm-hmm. I am um,
1: uh, we have prophecies of death of doom in our future we have reminders of a broken past, nostalgia for a time that is no longer here and uh, and a prophet preaching uh, preaching us to do nothing <laughs>
3: I I think, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hugo, I don't want to interrupt a, 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 Felicio's yeah, rant. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I am furious that to share this stage with these people. We have a future to grab immediately. We do not, we cannot wait on this. We cannot rest on our laurels. And we cannot just look at the past and hope things will be better. We need to act now. We need to take what is, uh, we need to take a future that is happening now. We need to act together.
0: Real quick, what what are like the stakes here? Like what are, what are we trying to fix about our world? Right. Um.
3: There's a few Does things. John I want think more one,
0: diamonds. Like what's going good on? Good question. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
3: I think there's a few things. I'm trying to think of what we've established. I think one thing that's just sort of loosely true in the game is that we are going to establish a bit of the power balance of the next yes. millennium in terms of what dragon faction will sort of conceptually and structurally lead us. And so that may have various impacts. Um, And there's probably all kinds of social and political machinations that have very little to do with what would be good and have a lot to do with just dragons having faction associations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the thing I think that came up quite a bit at the uh, conversation over food at the Moon Dragon Embassy was the fact that there is a sense of a growing hungry entropy in the natural world. Mm -hmm. And mm. also, um, uh, that there's the world used to maybe have its own dreams yeah, mm. and we're unsure of what it would mean or what the pros and cons would be of awakening the world or reconnecting with its subconscious mm-hmm. so that we could feel the dreams of the world.
1: Yeah. I, I think, so I think for me, what the stakes mean are kind of like, uh, definitely like the shifting sociopolitical balance of the world. Yeah. Um, because I believe that I, uh, I when one of the previous, and one of the prompts that we had when creating this, Felicia believes the world is resting on its laurels and like, mm-hmm. uh, kind of falling into like sleepy, like decadence or n- not even decadence, mm-hmm. more just like, uh, passivity. Um, mm-hmm. but also that, yeah, there is this kind of like, I feel like there's definitely this undercurrent of like shifting magical power. Of an awakening yeah. world and the returning of the void dragons. Like the status quo is in jeopardy right now. Um
3: And the world may have its own unknowable agenda yeah. that's shifting underneath us. Mm-hmm. And so who's prepared to actually deal with that and what yeah, we're dealing right. with that? Even me. <laughs> um, so yeah. I think can um can West respond to the dramatic outburst. Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, I'm continuing
3: letting... to respond. Um, for, for meta-narrative background, I am a trained environmental educator who used to run like educational outings for fifth graders on a recently fire-burnt Southern California Chaparral oh, field wow. station. And one of my favorite things to demonstrate to kids was the fact that when you have a strongly established native plant community adapted to fire... Mm -hmm. the whole above-ground ecosystem can be charred, but plants adapted to that ecosystem have root balls that are large and vibrant and insulated by the earth, Mm -hmm. and so the image that you get is these totally charcoal black silhouettes of trees, and then a week after the burn, there will be this vibrant outshoot of bright green directly from the base, like a firework, Cool. as the plant regrows from the undamaged root ball that was insulated by the ground. And so I think what happens is that West laughs, and it's just like the faintest of like, huh. like <laughs> exhalation. And from the base of all these charred trees, you start to see these little sparks of green. And they say, To imagine that the long game and the short game are inherently opposed to each other is... I suppose I now know why we had to send two emissaries, the Sun Dragons, Mm -hmm. in order to tell a complete story together. Thank you, my colleague, for demonstrating so well what it means to work in unity. To have people who are thinking on multiple scales. (laughs) I'm sure we will work together very interestingly in future. And they smile, and I think for perhaps the first time you're reminded that this, like, massive, sleepy, mm-hmm. affable stoner does have a lot of teeth. Mm. And they are, at default, the size of a mountain. <laughs> 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 and I think, um, I think that's the point where, uh, West turns. And I don't think they shrink back down to leave the stadium. I think they just walk out of the, I think they just walk out of the forest yeah. with ash shedding off of their back. Incredible. Um, yeah, that's one of the first times Wes has intentionally insulted someone in this.
0: Yeah, this. Mm-hmm. And you all did it so well.
3: <laughs> oh oh wait, set sorry. Me up beautifully. Sorry,
2: we forgot to plug in the sound.
3: For... <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's yeah, the, the, the audience response word. to
3: this? A lot happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so I, I will say, I've been looking at, at each other's throats because I was going to, like, fight John, but I think this is much better. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as a spectator, I, like, lavish praise on my favorite demonstrator, which is Ooh. definitely West. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, I... You know, not, not necessarily, like, an out loud physical thing, but I think similar to how I took Seeds... From mm-hmm. uh, the party scene, uh, I am sort of like mesmerized by this whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I have something in mind for the next scene. Ooh, nice! I actually, I think I want to do a sky mountain ritual, but we'll we'll get there. Yes.
3: Yeah, sometimes. we haven't done that scene type yet. Oh yeah, we haven't.
0: Mm-hmm, that would be cool. I love it. And I do have a different idea for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a transformation kind of scene. I don't know if it's exactly that, but we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. What about and what about Mira?
3: um or spectators in general yeah, spec- actors yeah you, you, or get, gen- you or in em- general embodi of the audience yeah what's the void dragon vibe on this <laughs>
2: uh I think Mira was earnestly about to ask at what uh his plan was mm-hmm. then hmm. um but... Some Sister card, Mira was like, um, like, basically, like, oh, alright. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> not in this. I
1: love Mira's unflinching earnestness uh, <laughs> and curiosity because it just cuts straight through Felicia's bravado. Um,
3: it's so disarming. Yeah. Like, you're not playing it's, the same game, Yeah, he is.
1: exactly. It, it's got. That- it,
3: It's
2: honestly a tactic that I do also when, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, particularly when somebody makes like, uh, like a just unfunny off color joke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun to be like, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Explain explain that. that? What? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And be like, oh, why is that funny? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. (laughs) You must not have the same type of humor then. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it really makes them like think and then backtrack, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay, brilliant. And I think that mm-hmm. from there the crowd is going to disperse, people fly off, exit out, um, mm-hmm. teleport away. And um I think that our parting shot from this is um one of the uh one of the sprouts from West uh taking mm-hmm. root in the Coliseum. Nice. Yeah.
3: It didn't reset totally to neutral. Uh huh. Mm. Um. Shit, that was good.
0: (laughs) Mm. Thank you.
3: I had fun. Thank you. When you, I was wondering. I this is also, I was considering burning down and regrowing the forest myself as a drama move. Nice. Um, Amazing. And then you did it, and that made it even better. (laughs) I'm also always happy whenever like my like work background gets to inform weird shit I do in Hell games. Yeah. I play lots of nature themed characters for a reason. It's uh-huh. easy for me to riff on.
0: <laughs> yeah I was trying to think of like what would lore do and I'm like I cover John in Ink. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but I'm glad write I did a nothing. scathing Twitter oh. post. <laughs> <laughs> <If> <laughs> exactly. Lore would cancel fully <laughs> yeah. she she Wouldn't
3: would, be uh, that hard. Mm-hmm.
0: De-platform. <laughs>
2: like
3: He's literally afraid, afraid of deplatforming. I that's thought what the society valued yeah. prophetic dreams
1: are. I thought the society valued freedom of speech. <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. no, that's not Felicio.
0: Felicio tries to buy Dragon Tumblr. Felicio oh de- does not say
1: that. Felicio is not a metaphor for those dickheads.
0: <laughs> I've heard Felicio
2: supports NFTs. No! Oh god. Wait, maybe his horde is just a bunch
1: of apes. No! Oh my no! God. no. No, I grab the narrative and I pull it away from that timeline. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's nowhere. a different Dragon
3: Hearts game. Somewhere out nowhere there is a Dragon Hearts game fiction. where someone can do that. But. And
1: nowhere in yeah. fiction do I su- do my villains support NFTs. <laughs> We're not
3: willing to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> the,
0: the All board, right, Iguano so what Lyon is Club. a living stone library? We've mentioned it. I, looked at, oh, yeah. I think it can become relevant. Thank
1: you. I was I I saw it earlier and I was like, hmm, that.
0: Um Moss, this was yours, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. I
3: can I can tell you my extremely loose thought if you want it, but if you have an idea, I almost want you to just have the idea and not have it. So be I effective. don't really have a
0: connection here. I know my mm-hmm. end goal is Livingstone mm-hmm. Library. And my starting yeah. point is that I do have this horde of unpublished manuscripts that I'm Ooh. sort of ready to let go of. Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, I okay, I have a thing. I don't to burn then. them because mm-hmm. I-, I would rather share them with dragons. And okay, but stop, you like, can. Holy them. shit!
3: Yeah. So, um, you know how Felicio did a drama display that created a diamond.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. The, my very loose concept for Livingstone Library was based on, uh... There was a different podcast I guested on called The Appendix N Podcast, where, um, folks read and review books that have been cited as inspiration for various RPGs. Mm. Mm. And I read a book co- by Gene Wolfe called Shadow of the Torturer, uh, that has all kinds of weird and interesting shit in it, and <laughs> one thing that gets mentioned in passing and then not come back to very much is there's this library that has all kinds of stuff, including books from other dimensions, and one of the things that the librarian talks about is how deep in the library they have this crystal that is encoded with so much information that it contains more than everything else in the library combined, but they can't (laughs) read it because it's from another dimension. That's cool. Um, And so when I was thinking of a living stone library, I was thinking of, like, tales encoded in, like, minerals and materials in a variety of ways. And so, uh, you said you don't want to burn your manuscripts, but uh, maybe if you burn them hot enough in the right magical circumstances, they'll all be compressed into gemstones. Mm. That's okay. cool. <laughs> More cool metamorphic yeah, rock. Think,
0: yeah, I think in some way compressing these down. Uh, John, you played. Um, I, I like to think that Outer Wilds. I have played Outer Wilds, right?
1: Wilds. One of my favorite games. I
0: love how you read the text. It's like a big spirally yeah. map kind of thing. I think. Creating some kind of mineral that lets these stories unfold in, in like strange, like almost like oh, pattern, bismuth mm-hmm. or
2: something. Have you seen
1: what? bismuth?
2: Oh my god! No. Like the like the uh, the, the
1: material? The, yeah, the the metal. Uh, look up lab grown bismuth. It is a it is a rainbow pyramidal fractal structure.
0: Um. So I think that this will be pretty quick since I have a good idea. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this can happen at the Sky Mountain. I don't think this is exactly what the Sky Mountain is for, although all this transformation happens there. We say so what I'm the Sky Mountain for. below <laughs> the tip of this inverted Sky Mountain. I can read the text. So yeah, yeah. yeah, go for it. Um, the setup for Ritual at the Sky Mountain is at the edge of space, high above the world, the inverted pyramid of the Sky Mountain and its mutable landscapes provide a focus for ritual magic. Um, so I'm there in... Again, you know, I I I feel like most of the time lore presents as mostly human kind of dragon. Mm-hmm. The wings are the very important mechanical part of this, though. So so definitely wings on a on a human lady. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, I start summoning bits of my horde to me. Um, and I, I, this whole time I've been imagining just like ancient yellowed like parchment and things bound in like weird skins and, and all nice. that um they sort of swirl around uh and one by one they start shrinking and changing and edges of pages become edges of crystal and cool um uh, then you get all these like rainbow nuggets of crystal um and wherever the Livingstone library is they start embedding themselves into like walls and floors kind of like aggregate in concrete um and they they're one is meant to read it by just sort of looking at it and understanding the patterns in it. I mm-hmm. guess uh, I wouldn't know. I'm just some human. How could I possibly, <laughs> possibly
3: comprehend? How, how do um, dragons? But by the
0: end it? of it, yeah, <laughs> there are thousands of these uh, shard crystal mineral formations uh, containing, you know maybe thousands of years of dragon stories um it added to the livingstone library um and having been able to like let those things go uh lore feels this enormous uh weight lifted off of them even though technically it's from underneath them um <laughs> uh, and um let's see I think the name lore stays but it becomes more about like because like the original name is she who reblogged the deep lore which is not <laughs> sitting on it and keeping it for mm-hmm. yourself uh, it is passing that knowledge on mm-hmm. so from now on lore sees that duty as finding this information and then spreading it mm-hmm. and not keeping it to them, to, to herself um, and then in sort of a the, the actual like physical transformation to her is that she flies up to the peak of the Sky Mountain um, and I think it is enveloped in what I'm imagining is like these inverse clouds that mm-hmm. hover around it um, and when she comes back out uh, not, she doesn't look different but I'll say that the blood uh, mm. has is no longer writer's tears because she sort of removed that like, deep sadness that she holds on to when she, like, has all this, Aww. like, these, these manuscripts. Um, and I want to replace it with something a little weird and heady, but I think will fit in, not heady, but will we'll fit in here pretty well. Um, I've harped a lot on how she hates that her, like, one big discovery is this, like, weird self-harvesting plant thing, <laughs> and that she feels like despite all the scientific uh, hurdles they've had to jump over, it's an ultimately cheap and meaningless discovery. Um, I think as part of the transformation, she takes the part, like the one part that she is really uh, feels good about and, and can feel accomplished about, which is this sort of sap-like substance that it, it doesn't uh, imbue plants with consciousness, because I'm assuming in this world plants are somewhat conscious to begin with. Um, There's a lot of magic it, around. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like a go-between that lets dragons and plants share some common communication. Mm -hmm. Um, So whatever they were using to instruct these plants to harvest themselves uh, is the one part she's keeping, and rather than using it to encode plants with, like, instructions, um, it's like just something that if, if it is sprinkled on plants, it gives dragons and plants the uh, spiders to talk to cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, it sounded so much better in my head. It anyway, still sounds it, pretty
2: fucking yeah. good. Yeah, no, it sound, sounds it, good.
0: It is an ingredient that allows dragons to understand plant consciousness. Yeah, fuck yeah. And right. that's that's my blood now cool. instead of poet tears. So cool.
1: <laughs> it's it's a it's a potion of uh, root talk.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Root, root speech.
0: I, and I think part of this is that lore is is like becoming like hardline with West's beliefs. Uh and and is really taking that dream to heart of like nature overtaking the the monument to dragon hubris, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so this is this is both giving up something and transforming something yeah it's funny that is my okay who wants to who wants to do the next scene